Starting up with Virtue Zone on Dubai Eye 103.8. Indeed, we are an uh, absolute pleasure, um, pleasure to have you with us over the course of the next 60 minutes. Starting up with Virtue Zone, we do this each and every Thursday, giving you advice on how to start up, how to scale up, and how to, of course, make a long term success of your business. Success Spotlight coming your way in just a few moments' time. Uh, but first up, it is a warm welcome to the boss, uh, the chairman of Virtue Zone. Neil Petch is alongside us. Uh, Mr P, a busy old week. Is there, is there a single week that goes by that Virtue Zone is not busy? <laughs> and that we don't talk about the traffic, because my lord, the traffic at DIFC this week. Just got to remind ourselves it means more business, more customers. But yes, it has been a fantastic week. And, and you know, these announcements from the government, they don't just happen mm. willy-nilly. They were probably planned two years ago. And I think there's a raft of them coming in our direction. And I think the momentum is going to continue to build. Extraordinary figures. Half a billion dirhams, you know, being pledged midweek as well. Uh, Other new funds being set up left, right and centre. One common theme... Entrepreneurial spirit, encouraging yeah, people and to set up. Yeah, we're always looking. Look, the, the competition in our market, um, probably, Greg, like uh, yours, is tough, and that's good. It keeps us on our toes. But we do like to look for the apples higher up the tree. And so I think that there are several, you know, over the last few years, we've had the Abraham Accords, we've had people moving over from Britain and Australia and South Africa, because we did so well with COVID. Now, I think that the Web3 space, the what used to be called the crypto space, but we don't call that anymore in case we start getting worried, that seems to be coming back again. And people are really coming in with big initiatives that mm. governments are getting behind. So it's legitimizing it. It's using the technology that was developed in a little bit of a, an entrepreneurial uh, uh, way. And so that's going to be really good. That's going to be a new market for us. And, and watch out uh, as I every day I walk past uh, our office yeah. has this amazing picture where people in flowing wedding dresses are just constant stream of them every day, probably looking to marry you, Tom. But, uh, uh, you know, we just see and, and more and more Chinese people. Mm. So I think that's the next one. Uh, extraordinary time to be here at the moment uh, and in when, just about every business and industry, but none more so than, of course, uh, property and real estate. Uh, let's turn our attention now to our success spotlight, shining uh, the light on someone whose short-term rental business has guaranteed him long-term success. His property background helped him start his property management business back in 2018 pre-COVID, no less. Since then, he and his team have been busy managing hundreds of properties. How does it work? What's the business model look like? Why is short-term rental still booming after so many people thought it would be a flash in the pan? These are questions that will be answered by our special guest here in the Dubai Eye studio. It's a warm welcome uh, to the founder and the CEO of the Air DXB Group, uh, Gregory Lewis. Greg, great to have you with us here. Thank you for having me. And and I understand, uh, Mr. Petch, that uh, there is a long-term relationship between Mr. Lewis and Virtuson. Is that right? I find myself in a difficult position. (laughs) Tell me why, sir. (laughs) And the reason is I'm jealous of Greg. He's taller than me, more handsome than me. He has more magnetic personality than me. He sat up with Virtue Zone, so I should be really happy for him because he's growing like crazy. <laughs> but there's this hint of jealousy, Greg. I but have my to waistline say. is growing as well, <laughs> much the same. So, yeah, well, 
what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> I will continue to do what I'm doing. Come over and with in- some increase. faux modesty. How about that? <laughs> Did you just cross 200 employees? We have. We have indeed. Big numbers, big numbers. Staff is growing month on month in the region of around 5 to 10%. How many staff back in 2018 when you set up? Me, a laptop in a studio, <laughs> armed with at that time 16,000 dirhams. That's what it it was. That's all it was. So this is one of these. I I was in a presentation yesterday, and they were talking about the Stanford Duck syndrome, which is showing people that you are just flowing gracefully across the water, but actually underneath your feet are scurrying. It's a little bit like Virtuzan with all our PROs and and so on and so on. So your business, which in a lot of people would associate, you know, with an app and and, Mm. and very immediate and very usable. But you've got 200 staff making sure that everything runs smoothly. So there's a lot of people doing what you do, Greg. How, how do you set uh, uh, DXB apart? Well, the big thing is, is we're management. So it's not as easy as just an app. That's a booking platform, two completely separate things. We're the ones dealing with complaints. We're the ones doing the cleaning. We're the ones doing the uh, maintenance. Uh, there's all that part. And that's just looking after the guests. You then got to look at... Uh, the business itself increasing the numbers of properties that we manage so there's so many businesses within the business yeah so um, your customer is someone who's looking to use airbnb uh, well, for it, their own properties any, is that right? any short let platform yep. so of course we can use local platforms the international ones but it's somebody that wants to short-term rent out their property so it depends what abbreviation, how you class it. It could be holiday homes, it could be short let, it could be midterm. So for us, we will look at any length of period to rent that property out, be it one or two nights right up to, to six months. And is, is there a stat? So anyone, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this show mm. that do have property and perhaps are struggling to get the ROI that, that, mm. that they were doing previously. And at the moment, they're being offered quite high interest by the WEO banks of this world. Mm. So short-term rent is perhaps uh, a way to go do you have a stat that compares uh, your roi to, to long term all depends on what you bought and when you bought it which will then dictate the level of return that you are making now if you take this back to 2018 when i was setting up the business we were making 15 20 percent net returns not gross mm. net returns now those people that have bought back then or owned back then and came on with us are still peddling that huge return if we look at somebody that bought a property two weeks ago that return has dropped because, yeah. of course, house prices have gone up so significantly. Um, depends on the location okay. as well. You look at your Palm Jumeirahs, your marinas, to the JVCs. Um, yes, it's not inconceivable to now still look at a double-digit return. Yeah. But if you look at your more prominent areas like your Palm Jumeirahs, marinas, the IFCs, that's coming into single numbers. But okay. that's still 7 8% net return. And, Greg, what do I if, – if I decide to use you rather than do it myself, I yep. guess your strongest competitor is probably people who just do it themselves, mm-hmm. what do I gain through, through using your company? We do everything so it's completely hands-off for our clientele um so from start to finish so that's uh, getting local licensing from uh, the local authorities to uh phot- photography to uploading it to the platforms all the way through to guest care so that's check-in check-outs etc anything that they need uh, of course it's the cleaning services it's the general maintenance services uh, which has become more of the hands-on approach but a big, big, big value we add is the pricing and the returns. We are in a more difficult market, a more demanding market. Long-term, to me, is our biggest competitor. Okay. So we need to make sure that we're delivering those high returns. So for one unique 
uh, uh, a USP that we have, very, uh, very unique, is that we actually manually do the pricing of every property every day. Mm. We don't use software. How does software know what a view is or, uh, or what your furnishing standard is? So we implement this, but this is what helps us achieve these uh, average occupancy rates of 94% and these double-digit net returns for for majority of clientele. Talk to me about the double jeopardy here, because 2018, uh, obviously turning your back on a successful career in property, to go it alone, to set up on your own, mm. but equally or focusing on a sector of the market that hadn't really established itself here as well. It's a little bit of a leap of faith, but you obviously saw something in the market about short-term rental. Yes, it became a buzzword in the last two, three years, etc., mm. maybe a little bit before, but 2018, it was still very much in, its, in, in this nascent state. So give me an idea as to thinking that's a eureka moment for you. You went, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was tough. It was tough because your main competitor was long-term and you're getting checks up front. So trying to demonstrate to a client that this is the route to go. Fast, or rewind, I should say, the clock back. I actually set up, on behalf of my boss at a very young age, I was 19 and 22, two holiday homes companies. The first one we set up, I built. He then sold it and asked me to do it again for him. This is back in <laughs> back in England. So, And at that time, I was, I was running a team of seven or eight in my very early 20s. So a very different landscape. Um, fax machines, you could only collect a key between three hours on a Saturday as a guest to check in. A very, very different landscape. I left the real estate brokerage um, situation because I saw a lot of investors, a lot of empty property and no one, no, no one knowing what to do with it. Yeah. At that time, Dubai was the fourth most visited city on the planet. It had been legalized to short-term rent and Airbnb, to name that platform particularly, wasn't known here but was gathering the momentum. So I just connected the dots and said, hang on, well, why aren't we going out to these investors and offering a different line of income? That's even before I looked at the level of income that could be achieved. You then start working that out because there were so few holiday homes here. Mm. When I went into it, and again, a pinch of salt, you can't find the exact figure, but there were about three and a half, four thousand 4,000 holiday homes. That was it in the city. Now it's around 25,000. And Greg, how do you build your brand? I get mm. that obviously word of mouth and mm. customer satisfaction is hugely important. Do you invest money in, in building the brand itself as mm. well? Yes, and we're doing a lot more in the last year, namely because I'm comfortable with what we're doing, the direction it's going in, COVID's behind us. Uh, it's definitely become a thing in Dubai. The press are all talking about it. A lot of competitions come online, but we're now seeing a lot of this competition actually giving up, which is very interesting because it's very demanding. We're putting a lot more money into it. Now, I'm very, very big on the word simple, simplify, simplify, simplify. So from a marketing perspective, we push forward and we push hard our USPs. And there's three to five of those, and we stick to them. Stick to what you know. Now, in the sense of marketing in general, we actually have expanded the company out where we have our own uh, interiors company. It's not a department. Our own wrapping company. And our own now wrapping, wrapping, singing. You, you have a singing. Well, of course company. we do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We sing. We sing for our guests. Wrapping uh, this vinyl. Move aside. Run yeah. the new MC. Kitchens. Yeah, new kitchens, new bathrooms, Lovely. furniture. We can wrap anything. We can wrap you. Wow. You know, we can do. We can do it all. Um, so that's open. We've also now opened up brokerage as well. So without even realising, last year I did or advised on seventy-eight deals, and that's just being asked for opinion. Um, so we've now developing the company, Airdixby Group, now out into four different companies because of the, the serious demand. So for, Virtue Zone loves that. Four new companies. Four new companies. Four new companies. I mean, keep, we, growing, to, keep, keep growing, keep growing. I mean, talk to our interiors team. They've done over 500 projects. 500. 
Thanks. We're going to take a short little breather here, but we want to get more information in just a few moments' time. We are in conversation with the founder and the CEO of AirDXB Group. Uh, he is a rap god. He's with us all the way through till half past. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai I 103.8. A big thanks to you all for your text messages. We're in conversation here, uh, myself and Neil Petch, with the founder and the CEO of AirDXB Group, Gregory Lewis. Greg Lewis is with us here. Greg, really appreciate you sticking around with us. I mean, you've eloquently talked to us about um, the, 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 the early days of the company, the building of the company. Here we come into 2024, property market still booming, demand out there for uh, real estate, demand out there for square footage as well. What's what's the future of AirDXB look like? What does 2024 look like for you? And what are the sort of ambitions taking it forward? Growth, more growth. Um, for me, it was about getting the company right and getting it on the front foot to be able to move forward and grow. Mm. So it was getting the right staff in. It was slowing that process down and bringing the right people in. Our staff retention is 99% year on year, which is fantastic. But it's about getting the right people in. It's then appraising different parts of the business and what we feel we can capitalise on. So... Different, as I say, companies are formed, which is the interior design, which is the wrapping, which is the brokerage element, and it's about pushing those out. And then offering that complete service to our customers. Um, but for us, it's about doing it right, slowing it down. We're not in a rush. This is what I like about approaching it in this manner. We have AirDXB, the management company, which mm. is doing what it's doing, and it gives us that time to, to move forward. So for us, it's about expanding the disciplines that we have, which we have started and we will continue to do it. We're always refining the processes within the management portfolio. We're growing our portfolio 10.8% month on month. We track 20 competitors and we are by far outperforming any of them. And in fact, out of those 20 competitors, only four of them are retaining or growing. What about regulation? Stop. A lot of people talk about regulation mm. and, you know, the changing of the goalposts, etc. It is an evolving market at the moment. Things are changing a bit short term rental, a bit long term rental, buying, selling, renting, etc. Are you happy with the way that things are sort of being dealt with in terms of the framework and the registration, the regulation around at the moment? Or could more be done? I think it's perfectly fine. I think if you compare it to other cities around the world, it's, there's a lot more, lot more diligent. Uh, in comparison, there's a lot of grey areas if we look at the West. Uh, there's a lot of other countries that just don't have any legislation. What I love about it here is you know exactly what to do, so there is no room for error. Mm. Um, I think it's very straightforward. Uh, the, the, the information that they require is easily obtainable, but I quite understand from a security element, um, from a knowledge and understanding uh, element, it, it, this information needs to be provided, and I, and, I, and I absolutely back it. I think it's fantastic. The nice thing is, as well, is it does keep out the, uh, the toe rag, should we say. Mm. In terms of the, 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 the sort of the renters as well. I mean, you mentioned a little bit earlier on, and, and as did Neil, about, you know, who are your sort of biggest challenges? And it, he said maybe it's people that look to do this themselves, manage their own properties, etc. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, no, it's more to do with those that are looking to buy rent long term, etc., as opposed to short term. What about where do, where do sort of hotels sit in this? In, in, a, in a city that is so dominated by hospitality mm. and big hotel brands. They see you guys as a risk because they've got a similar model when they built their hotel residences at the same time. Well, if if we look at the figures, if there are 25,000, give or take, holiday homes, you look at the level of keys in this city, which are hundreds and hundreds of thousands, it doesn't really come close. It's a different market. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of people that, that weren't considering to come to Dubai en route to Australia, but realised they could get accommodation at a certain cost 
and decided to stay for two or three days. It appeals to families because they like the idea of having separate utilities, larger rooms, uh, kitchen facilities, all of this sort of thing. Um, and we, we are seeing a strong, strong increase in families that are staying with us. So is it competition? Not necessarily. Is it bringing a different segment to Dubai that may not have considered it? I believe so. Mm. What's your uh, trick so far? So again, if I'm thinking to put my properties, you can tell Tom that I'm thinking to put my properties o- over with the young man here. Well, we hope you do what by the end of this is, chat. What's, what's the way that I, you know, that you help me get my properties show on more searches and searches to the right people? <sighs> That's private and confidential. Yeah. Well, I mean, we worked hard. <laughs> it's like a trick at, of the trade. Trade. I was about to say, yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, well, it's true. We've worked very, very hard. Yeah. There's a lot of different things that we do which trigger certain algorithms within certain booking platforms, and that is things that we've worked on over years and years okay. and years. I mean, that is our value. This is why we hit 94% occupancy rates okay. and things like that. But um, the world is our audience you look at the level of nationalities we've had well over 100 come through so you have to to push out on the mainland the, the, the main um the main channels um but the big 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 thing is, is competition competition is getting more mm. severe so the quality of your product the interior design how many guests actually read about the property is minimal and we know that they're looking at the pretty pictures so you need to invest appropriately in the property to make sure that it is is it, the interior is correct and it's visually correct so one of the tricks we have in particular we upload 78 70 to 80 photos of any apartment now what we're doing is demonstrating exactly what it is what the guest is, is booking and that we've got nothing to hide we're proud of what we're doing um so there's these certain things that you've got to consider i would say it's more about the product that the guest uh, that the client has big part and the owner about getting that right you get that right you've got an entire world that is looking at dubai at the moment and as long as you're you're you're, you're with the right managing agent uh that that, that is then supporting the guest care etc then you will do well so you come across as a, a really likable bloke. Can you get let, you. let us he in? He really to, wants to get his property <laughs> with thank you. you I was about to say. <laughs> let us into your management style. What would you say is your strongest point and your weakest point? Okay, we have a um, you personally, me, 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 me personally. Yeah. So what I have, uh, it's written above the office door. Um, but you can't actually see it. If you need to be micromanaged... Is that word legal? Is that right? <laughs> of course it is. Um, if you have the to biggest mi- banker in the Middle East. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, is that if you have to be micromanaged, then you, you don't belong here. We do okay. not micromanage. So we trust. empower. It's a big trust thing. Our office uh, square footage is very small in comparison to the size of the staff that we have because our business is out in Dubai, in the great beyond. It is not in an office when you think of what we do. It's very hands-on. Uh, we empower people. Uh, we treat them like adults. Um, we respect them, and in turn, we get the same respect back. We are then seeing the, cr- the, the cream rise to the top. So, I do not believe in micromanagement. It doesn't happen. Um, but we, but it, it, the, the general ethos, and especially in, in what we have and what we have to do is communication. Any business will say that, but because we have so many moving parts, it's a domino effect if something's not right. So, it's refining those processes and helping and supporting those members of staff to get there. But I think I and has this respect. been thought through by you, or has it just came naturally? Uh, it's evolving. Okay. So I, I, I learned from what I had before. I've worked in large corporate firms, and it wasn't for me. I was having a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. It's not for me. Sleeves up, get in the trenches at the coalface. I personally still do all the pricing for every property. Mm. I'm very much at the front of this. How can you command and run a business without knowing what's going on? So that's one thing that I do steadfast on, even though my GM would will be very frustrated because he wants to take full control. But I need to know what I'm selling. I need to know the direction that this company's going. I love it.
great name, great concept, great boss as well. Uh, Greg, we could talk for hours, but unfortunately out of time on this occasion. If people want to find out more about what you and the team do, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can contact me uh, our, our website, uh, hyphendxb.com. All our contact details are there, and we'd love to talk to you. Uh, uh, Greg Lewis is the founder and the CEO of Air DXB Group. Thanks so much indeed for your time. Not th- thanks very much indeed for not giving all the tricks of the oh, trade no. away to Neil. You see, I know he's off You've to set up his own. Wanting more, Greg. I, well, well, I learn from the best. <laughs> you, know what, you know what happened next? Next, you know tomorrow. He'll be down at Virtuzone setting up a management property company, won't he? <laughs> hey, you don't know? give him ideas. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, bless you, mate. It's great to see you. Thank, Thank you, so you very much, much gentlemen. Uh, have Thank a you. very successful 2024. Gregory Lewis, founder and CEO of the Air DXB Group. This is Starting Up with Virtuzone. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtuzone. Business setup with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. You're starting up with Virtuzone. Thursdays, one through till two. I'm joined by the Virtuzone own chairman neil petch uh, we're with you and through through until two o'clock now we love to hear uh, startups about startups and the success of startups how startups succeed in i mean neil's built a business on that have you not i have and one of the reasons that it's been so successful is because we do get support from the top so our next guest represents one of those companies and we were talking earlier today about investments mm. from the government strategy looking ahead and I think that uh, no, no better example of that than Dubai Holdings. Well, there comes a time when a startup has matured and become more established in the market. It then graduates to becoming a from startup to scale up. Uh, and there is a different set of challenges that they face. Here to talk about those challenges and even better, an opportunity for all scale up companies out there is the head of sustainability at Dubai Holdings, spokesperson for Innovate for Tomorrow. It's a warm welcome to Stephanie Askell, who joins us live in studio. Stephanie, lovely to see you again. Great to see you again, Tom. I think the last time we saw each other was indeed COP28. Somewhere on the COP site, wasn't it? <laughs> it you was know? somewhere. <laughs> Feels like a while ago During now. Set one, of the, one of those weeks up at COP, you know, <laughs> where it all sort of blended into one. But uh, the COP uh, dust has settled. One big thing about COP was the legacy of sustainability here, and that's something that you and all the team at Dubai Holding are trying to, to maintain at the moment. None more so than through this new competition, Innovate for tomorrow tell us a bit more about it yeah sure so um we are super excited we have literally just launched um innovate for tomorrow which is our first global uh innovation challenge and it's really focused on finding innovative solutions um to key sustainability challenges that we're facing so it's open to both companies locally and globally um, and specifically within sustainability, which, as you know, is a big area, um, we're really looking at finding solutions to address um, responsible consumption and production. So we're talking about things like the efficient use of natural resources, waste management. Tom, we like to talk I about waste like when we, when we see each other. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, anything that really is driving a circular uh, economy. So we're super excited. We just launched and opened for applications yesterday um, and they will be open until the end of March. Why was this the right time to launch? Well, I think you you said it a minute ago, Tom. (laughs) One of the things is, you know, there was a huge focus on sustainability, rightly so, with Cobb. And it's so important to keep that momentum going. Mm. 
And um, so I think two reasons. It, you know, this, uh, this challenge really fits squarely within Dubai Holdings' sustainability strategy. Um, we fundamentally believe in the power of innovation as well. Mm. Um, and I think what we all learned at COP is that, wow, there are so many great ideas and solutions out there. In fact, we've got the answers, but we need to now bring those answers to market. We need to have a role in scaling those. Stephanie, can I pick up on on the word innovate? Innovation is mm. one of my favorite words. And most of the people listening to this show probably in a startup company, one, two, three people in, in the company. Innovation can be expensive. You have to disrupt. You have to think outside of, of the box. It's much easier sometimes to just copy something that someone else is, is doing. So for a startup, it's difficult. But if you can get that in the DNA of your staff, I think it's so much more fulfilling. So what, it, what are you looking for in, in, in that area and how can you encourage people to do that? I mean, look, I think, you know, innovation, it can be a new idea, but it can also be something or something that exists, but doing it differently or improving it. Right. Um, because I also think don't always reinvent the, the wheel. Um, so, you know, I think in terms of what we're looking for is scale ups that are agile, that you know, are, it might be bringing in new ideas, but it might be just doing something in a different or a more efficient way. Yeah. Um, and I think what Innovate Tomorrow, what we're trying to do with this platform is also really provide um, companies with an opportunity to showcase their ideas. Because actually the winner of this competition will be provided with the opportunity to run a pilot with Dubai Holding. Okay, and how do they get your attention? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Look, I think we'll be looking at uh, a few different elements. One will be, are they addressing the um, the area of sustainability that we're focused on, right? So that's what I was mentioning earlier. Anything around waste, circularity, um, responsible consumption production practices. Um, but also, can they deliver impact? Can they scale? Um, but also, I don't think it's just about sustainability, right? They also need to be financially sustainable. They need to be able to um, operationalize their idea. Um, so I think that's also another key important. Uh, I think you're element. absolutely right that so many people, when they're going perhaps into their first company, it's all about the idea. It's not it's the execution. Right? Execution is probably significantly more important. Yeah, I mean, you can have a great idea and you can't execute it. Well, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But do do entrepreneurs, do startups play a key role in, in driving the message for um, sustainability and certainly some of the responsibilities of local sustainability here? One would assume, and going to, uh, in, following on from, from Neil's point about the fact that you've got so much going on mm. when you're starting up and your, your budgets are tight, etc. Is it something that is sometimes overseen? I think it depends on what the startup is, right? Yeah. So what we're seeing now is that a lot of companies, actually the whole kind of business model is built around delivering a solution to a sustainability challenge, right? So that is kind of at the heart of what they're, you know, doing. Mm. Um, I think that 
for sure if, you know, with startups have probably a lot of challenges, financial, resource limitations, etc. So I think to me, sustainability is also just a, a way of doing things, almost mm. a mindset of saying, okay, we have to think both financially, we have to think about environment, and we also, you know, think about social considerations as well. Um, I think they play an incredibly important role. Um, the sustainability challenges that we're facing, all facing, um, need both the private sector, public sector, SMEs, the, you know, startup community, scale up community. I think this is a real opportunity where, and, and again, we, you know, one of the key messages in COP28 was all about collaboration and partnership, right? And then that's where companies such as Dubai Holding can actually play a role to support in this space mm. to bring those ideas to the fore yeah the way i would see this is is that when you read sustainability if you're a startup you quite often think well this is a strategic government institution-led thing it, it's strategic it's going to take quite a long time for the decision-making process but when a company like dubai holdings gets in and the magic of dubai mm. is very often you can make things happen faster yeah and, and the other thing i like about this um is the fact that there you know, we've seen a number, a number of initiatives from uh, coming out of Virtues, but there are a number of initiatives out there focus on startups, be it mentoring, be it angel, be it investment, left, right, and centre. To focus on scale ups as well, I think is quite unique. Was that was that something that you 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 felt strongly about? I think the reason we looked at scale ups was because we wanted to um, provide this opportunity to actually test and, and scale the product, yeah. right? So we need to have those companies that are ready to execute effectively <clears throat> within the business environment, within one of Dubai Holdings um, uh, companies. So that, that was really uh, the rationale for mm. that decision. Um, and I'm really excited to see what we're going to get. Um, who knows? Watch this space. Already I'm getting text messages uh, from people saying, uh, how do we find out more? How do we apply? Uh, what companies are eligible to apply? So talk us through that. Yeah, sure. So in terms of the application process, um, quite straightforward. Um, you can go onto the Dubai Holding website. There is an application form. In terms of the selection process, it's basically three Stages. We'll do an initial screening um, to make sure you know companies do meet. We do have a set of eligibility criteria. Um, then shortlisted companies, ten of those will go through an interview process, and then we will have five finalists that will go through a pitch day, which we will run in uh, in May. And is there a sort of a timeline on this? Is there a closing date for applications, etc.? end of March. So still plenty of time. Uh, don't wait till the last minute. <laughs> so yeah, no, and we're really excited, as I said, to see uh, what, uh, what are the all the opportunities out there. And I think we've already seen some some great interest, which is exciting. Give us a little tidbit, Stephanie. Give us an example Ooh. of a company that's applied so far, or that well, you're, it, you're looking. I, I mean, we did just we did just open uh, yesterday <laughs> for applicants, so I, I can. So I can, no insider trading. I'm right? not allowed to, okay. you know. <laughs> no insider trading yet. It, in, indeed, indeed. <laughs> 
Stephanie, uh, really appreciate your time today. Really appreciate uh, more details on the Innovate for Tomorrow Challenge. And as you just mentioned there, all the details, uh, all of the uh, the find that the small print is all available on the website. That's the go-to source, is it? Absolutely, yes. You can find it on our website. You can also um, look at Dubai Holdings LinkedIn page and other social media channels. Okay, keep yourself across the Dubai Holding uh, social media. Uh, and of course, we will have regular checkups uh, with Stephanie and the rest of the team uh, to see how things are going for Innovate for Tomorrow Challenge uh, by Dubai Holding. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Really appreciate it. Great to be here. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on to the radio. And uh, we will, of course, uh, do it again very soon. Our thanks to Stephanie Eskell for joining us live here in the studio. Head of Sustainability at Dubai Holding, spokesperson for the recently launched Innovate for Tomorrow Challenge and Plan. Find out the details online. Neil is answering, 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 no, answering questions in his company clinic next. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Big thanks to Stephanie from Dubai Holding for joining us uh, in just, a few, uh, just uh, recently. And, of course, uh, to Greg as well. Two great guests today. And uh, thanks for mentioning for your text messages. Apologies, we didn't get an opportunity to answer all of the text messages. Thank you, though, whoever sent this one in asking about uh, Desert Board. Thank you very much indeed. We will, of course pass on your questions to Stephanie and the team at Dubai Holding. In the meantime, though, uh, we are ringing the bell on the company clinic. Clinic is open for questions. It's an open floor. Uh, Neil Petch is the chairman of Virtue Zone. He's alongside me. And we've got a question coming through from Tess. Our Tess has been in touch saying, hey, guys, I'm a single mum. I would like to open a consultancy business and I want to put my two children on the company visa. Uh, can I do that? Where can I do that? How much would it cost? It's a bit of a, uh, uh, an open-ended question, but appreciated all the same, Tess. Let's see if we can't get you a couple of answers. Mr Pete. Hello, Tess. Super mum. Firstly, that's absolutely fantastic that you're doing this whilst looking after your kids. My first uh, question, if you were to step into the lovely Virtue Zone offices, is are you sure you want to put them on the company visa rather than sponsor them yourself? You can do either. There's about 62 different <laughs> options because there's so many different free zones, Northern Emirates free zones, Dubai free zones, legally they're all pretty much the same. Consultancy is, is a very popular, quite generic uh, area. So you've really got a wide range of options. And some of them, finance is available. So you can just start paying a very, very small amount of money every month. So as ever, I would encourage you, visit, visit, us, visit us on virtuezone.com. Come and see us, have a coffee, and we can point you in exactly the right direction but good luck on your entrepreneurial journey yeah virtuzone.com uh, is the place to go hashtag be your own boss is the hashtag for socials do get in touch with the team on socials um, listen they've got an amazing office they're bang in the middle of town so all the details are on the website but equally uh, if you would like to interact with uh, virtuzone they've got 
a 24-7 interaction with ChatVZ, uh, which is open to all those you to interact with the team at any point. You just keep giving away free advice. What's going on? And some of it is AI, so it's actually going to be really good advice, Tom. <laughs> you're going you're to have a business plan done for you by AI. You can have live chat for your own company from us as well. So it's not just helping you set up, it's helping you scale up. How's the Silver Visa going? The Silver Visa the package? Silver, or silver Visa, everyone's asking is us it? about it. I, obviously, we'll be looking for the platinum one for you next, Tom. <laughs> the I.O. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we can borrow from our friends at Emirates. Why not? Thank you, Emirates. Uh, Neil Petch, I can't thank you enough. Great to see you. We've survived January. We're going to dive headfirst into February. Ready? Looking forward to it. Uh, we are set to reconvene round about the same time next week. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, big thanks to Neil Petch and all the team at Virtue Zone. Big thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in. Mills, thank you very much indeed for keeping us on air. To our producer, Zina Zalamea, uh, and of course, uh, her better knowledge of using ChatGPT to write scripts. Thank you very much indeed to all of the team. We're back next week. Until then, bye-bye.